0: And I want to speak directly to the people, to the men who are listening to this and you are in your season of undoing and you're scared as hell and life is dark and you're not sleeping And you're probably drinking more than you should. You might be popping some pills that you shouldn't be popping. You might be sleeping with some people that you're not supposed to be sleeping with all trying to medicate the bullshit that you're going through and trying to figure out right now. And you might even have a loaded pistol in your nightstand and think about it every single day and wonder if it's time to pull the trigger. I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me loud and clear. This season of undoing that you are in right now, every human being who has ever lived goes through this at some point. And it is horrible. It is difficult, it is frightening, it is scary, but it is absolutely necessary. Hear that it is absolutely necessary because you cannot become the truest, most authentic version of yourself until you shed some of the false things that were the false things that were attached to you. When you were growing up, you got to shed those, you know, there's stuff that you got to stop believing. There's stuff that you didn't believe then that you got to start believing. There's things that you believed about yourself that other people told you about yourself that you got to fucking forget, okay? And then there's other people who said things about you and attached labels to you that were correct and that you've lost sight of and you need to re-embrace those things. You're in the most, if you're in the season of Undoing right now, you are in the most important pivotal moment of your life and you are shedding the bullshit and you are being prepared for the season of revision, where you get to write the best damn chapters you've ever had the opportunity to write. And you begin to start living the life that God put you on this planet to live. And you're going to touch lives and you're going to change lives and you're going to make people's lives better. You're going to wake up every morning thinking, oh, thank God I get to do this again. And I get to do it again tomorrow. And I hope I live to be 137 years old so that I can do this every damn day, because this is what I was put here to do. That's what you need to hear right now in your season of undoing. Okay. Stop doing all the destructive bullshit. Just stop it. It's not helping you. It's keeping you in. It's keeping you in the season of undoing. I need you to fall back in love with yourself.
1: I need you to learn about yourself again. All right. Here we go. Mental Purpose Podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Today is a long episode. It's going to be jam packed, and I'm going to tell you all about what's in it. My guest, William Huffhein, was. Somebody that I knew from the, the car share world, from Turo, from the car share academy. And I just have been noticing him. And, and I want to trigger all of you who are listening. When, when you see somebody going through their phases, reach out, celebrate them. And that's what I've been watching him go through. And I just, I reached out a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey man, I, I uh, got a question for you about something else. And I want you on the podcast. And so today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the five seasons of life. And and Bill eloquently articulates these things based on his own life. And it's a little program he's come up with. And it's so damn cool. So we're going to talk about his background and how he, you know, where he grew up in a very small town with 600 people. And he, you know, worked for this, this uh, um, company that like a publishing company. And then he was in back and forth and different jobs, different industries. And he moved all over the place. And you know, what's interesting is he never found himself in all that. So this five seasons of life is him understanding his life and, and his trajectory and finding his authentic self. And that's what we do here. We help you find your authentic self. We help you find who you really supposed to be. And The probably, maybe the, maybe like the most crucial part is understand the path that that authentic self is supposed to be on. And we're going to go through that today. And it's just a really amazing, grateful, powerful call. I am a student on every call, on every podcast recording. However, today was one of the most powerful episodes that I have done in a long time. Let me tell you what we're going to go through. So first, we're going to go through the season of formation. Then we're going to talk about how you become the person you're trying to be. Then we're going to go to a season of commencement. We're going to go through getting your worldview shaken up, the seasons of undoing, knowing what to believe, luminality, um, or liminality, sorry, the circles of light and darkness, the four impulses of the circles of light and of darkness, um, season of revision, You know, imposter syndrome, embracing and arresting the season of darkness and light. How Turo saved his life, the season of authenticity, and and so many more deep level. I'm I am solidly impressed with this episode. You heard that intro clip; it's powerhouse stuff that we're going to go through. Stay with this thing; it's an hour long. Please take notes. Like this is a this is the episode where. I start thanking the guest at 20 minutes in because I'm so impressed. I'm so excited about what you, the audience, are getting from this. So real quick, take care of some business. Menonpurpose.net is our website. We have our masterminds there. We have our coaching courses there. We have our retreats there. Let us know how we can help you find your purpose, find your path, get direction for your life, find your authentic self, and live that fulfilling and regret-free life that you know you're capable of living. You need some help. We got you. All right? Love this episode. Absolutely loved this episode and I know you're going to love it too. All right, enjoy. All right, Bill. I know you through Turo, yet I've been following your life on Facebook and it's just so it's so interesting to me how different people like navigate their paths in life. And so I just got really curious about you and Your life, and I wanted to have you on here because you like. I I literally see on Facebook, like every weekend, you're somewhere else hanging with some new people, teaching, training. Like, you are of service to the world. That's how I see you, right? Anytime I've ever called you about car share stuff or Turo stuff, you've always just been helpful. And so, I wanted to get to know the man behind the guy who I see on social media as the of service, social, you know, let me help however I can guy. That's how, that's, that's, that's how your image is to me, I think it's pretty accurate, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say so. I wasn't always, um, you know, the kind of person that you just described. I've certainly <laughs> been through some significant
1: pivot points in my life, but, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment as of right now. So today we're going to talk about those pivot points. We're going to, you call them the five seasons of your life. I'm going to let you run with this thing and I'm I'm going to ask you questions that I know the audience wants to hear or get deeper with some stuff. Like, I'd love for you to just start off with that first season or that first pivot point that started to either, I want to know the breakdowns, right? The audience wants to know the, the shit, the breakdowns, the pain, the fear stuff, how you got through that to become who you are today when- That was not who you were back then. And that there are audience members who listen and go, they're different than me. They don't know what I go through. And you and I are sitting here saying, no, no, no. I've cried myself to sleep many a night. My covers have felt like concrete many a morning. This is how we got through it. So what was that first season that you went through? How do you, when was that?
0: Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of background, you know, I, I grew up probably not, um, Unlike most of the people who are going to be listening here, just a very average kid in a very average neighborhood in a very average high school. I grew up a town of about 600 people. 600 people—that's two zeros. 600 people. Oh wow! And uh, you know, everybody in my neighborhood and area in, in my town—they either knew each other or were related. A very close-knit town. My high school had uh, 300 total in it. There wow. were 66 in my class. Um, I grew up in a in a blue collar family. My dad worked in a factory, a very hardworking, excellent father, just put in grueling day after grueling day in a hot, horrible, noisy factory just to, to, you know, provide for his family. Um, my mom, you know, worked in retail a little bit later in life when the kids, when we were grown and kind of able to look after ourselves. So nothing extraordinary about my life, nothing fancy, nothing noteworthy, uh, in my, uh, childhood years. And, you know, that is the setting for the first season of life that I'm, that I really want to talk about here and before i jump into it let me let me first of all tell you kind of how i got to this understanding of the five seasons Please, of life yeah yeah so i'm uh, i'm 54 years old on the day that we're recording this and i have spent must much of my life confused as hell not knowing what life is about who i am why the hell am i here what what's my why do i exist um on this earth why did god put me here and and much of that time was was spent as a very unhappy person hmm. um f- you know frustrated with my circumstances with my work and hating the things that i was having to do um and in 2020 um it, you know just like so many of us around the country and around the world my my life kind of explode, uh, imploded i mean it it just everything in my life just shut down and i went into a serious serious depression hmm. a depression so deep that Honestly, it's it's kind of a miracle that I'm alive today. That's that's how close I came to the brink some, you know, a few times in 2020. But um I suffered through 2020. I just every day I just focus on I got to keep breathing. I got to figure out how to keep breathing today and then I'll figure out how to keep breathing again tomorrow. And I spent about a year in this pattern and then in 2021 I had this kind of eye-opening, spirit-opening moment where I just had this brilliant moment of clarity about how all of my life has unfolded in five seasons, sequential seasons. And I sat down, I, I got out my notebooks, I started writing this out and and I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. I, I understand now what, what the hell this has all been about. So, you know, it all begins with me as this goofy little short skinny average kid in my neighborhood in the 1970s during what I've come to call the season of formation. And when I talk about the season of form- formation, I'm really talking about that time period between the moment of conception when sperm and egg meet and all of the genetics start doing their thing. And the age of about 16, 17, 18 years old. And this is what I identify, at least in my life. And as I've talked with others over the past year or two, uh, it resonates with them as well. That this first season is the season of formation. And here's what happens in the season of formation. During those first 16, 17, 18 years, the person we are becoming is predominantly the product of other people. Now we're shaped and we're formed by really three driving forces, our environment, our experiences, and our relationships. Those are the three things that kind of make us who we are. And during that first season of life, those first 16, 17, 18 years, the predominant force working in our life during that time is the influence of other people, our parents, I mean, our parents teach us how to stick a nipple in our mouth and feed ourselves and, and teach us how to start walking and start talking. And and our grandparents and our siblings and then later on our teachers and our pastors and, and these other influential people in our life. And you think about it, when you were growing up, those first 16, 17 years, everybody was telling you what you should do, yeah. what you should not do who you should be, who you should not be. If you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. So by the time we reach the age of 16, 17, 18 years old, yes, our environments and our experiences played a role, but to the greatest extent, I believe the influence of other people were the were the real shaping force in our life. So that we walk down that aisle and get, you know, in our cap and gown and get that diploma at the age of 18 we are who other people told us that we should be to a great extent.
1: Yeah. That's, and and what's, what's scary about that is you think about those first 18 years and we become someone that, that that others molded us to be, whether it was do this or don't do that, or stay away from this or go for that. And then you go to college and you get the job. And then what happens is another 18 years goes by and then another 18 years goes by. And then people are like, what the hell just happened? I'm, I'm in my forties and I don't think I've lived my life for me. That's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's all this shit. I just, just an epiphany of, I've been living my life for other people.
0: Yeah. And that epiphany comes in one specific season, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to in yeah. a couple, but, um, so, you know, we, we graduate from high school and we've got that diploma and then we begin what. The second season of life, which I've come to call the season of commencement, this is when we really kind of start living our life out from under the influence of our parents and our uh, teachers and our preachers and our grandparents and all these other people. It's where we step into the world and we commence living our own life as the person that we were shaped to be. And, you know, some of the, the interesting things about this season of commencement, and, and I've, you know, I, in my life, I've been able to assign kind of year spans to each season and ages at which these seasons transitioned into one another. Um, for me personally, the season of commencement really um, lasted until my early 30s, you know, 33, 34. And when you're in this season of commencement, or when you begin this season of commencement, you're pretty certain, at least in your mind, you're pretty certain about how things are going to go and what your life is going to look like. And it tends to be one of two things. Um, There are people who begin their season of commencement very optimistic and excited, and they've got life all figured out. They're 18 years old, and they got life all figured out. They know what they're going to be when they grow up. They know what they're going to major in. They know what their career is going to look like. And, and they're going to marry a a petite brunette and they're going to have three kids. And one of them will walk with a limp maybe, but that's okay. And so they've got this whole picture of what their life is going to be. And they're pretty, you know, they're pretty set in, in that belief. And and then there are other people who begin their series, their, their season of commencement. uh, Very afraid. And very shut down and very broken and very apprehensive and not optimistic at all about what their future is going to be like and the way we enter into that season of commencement really begin uh, really depends upon what happened in our season of formation yeah. um, if our if our season of formation was you know, filled with a lot of brokenness and pain and suffering, then of course we're going to enter the season of commencement much less optimistic about the future than the people who were formed in a healthy environment and healthy relationships and things like this. So, you know, we, we get our college degree and we meet the love of our life and we get married and we have kids and, and our career is maybe starting to look like what we thought it was going to look like. And things tend to go okay for those, you know, through our twenties, maybe in our late twenties, Early 30s. But there's something happening during that time that is, it begins gradual, but then it begins to compound over the years. And I've given this a name, I call it um, cognitive experiential dissonance. That's what I see happening through this season of commencement and through our 20s. And what I'm, here's what I mean by that. Cognitive, we understand that term. It means what's going on in our mind, what we think and what we believe and, and how we process things. And then experiential is what we really experience in life. And what happens during this season of commencement is we begin to have experiences in the real world that don't quite add up to what our teacher or to what our parents taught us and what our teachers taught us, what our adult or or our grandparents taught us. And, um, you know, I'll give you an example of of what this looks like. So maybe you're raised in a, in a, in a hardworking family, you've got hardworking parents, strong work ethic, and they raise you and they teach you that, uh, you know, get your college degree and go to work for a great company. And if you give, everything to this company and commit yourself and do a great job and stand head and shoulders above the rest and gain the, the, you know, the respect of everybody around you, then you're going to have a successful career with that company. And when you're 65 years old, they're going to give you a gold watch and send you off into the sunset for your retirement. So you enter into your career years, your, your season of commencement kind of with this belief system that's been instilled in you and you do that. And for the, you know, five six seven eight nine ten years you're you're working for this company you're you're giving it your all you're the best worker uh, the best employee that they have and then one day you get called into the human resources office and you're handed a packet of information and they say you know what we had to downsize your position was one that we uh, needed to cut sorry here's your severance package we wish you the best we'll be happy to give you a letter of recommendation and you're like I just, I just gave the best years of my twenties to this company operating in this belief system that I thought was real. And now you just screwed me over royally. So we have these things that begin happening, that begin shaking that worldview that we entered our season of commencement with in this belief system, cognitive experiential dissonance, what we're experiencing does not match up with what we believed about life and the world and ourselves. The word dissonance simply means disagreement there. There's, there's, there's disagreement between these two things. So we finally reach a point for me, it was in my early thirties where I was like, I don't know what I believe anymore. I don't know what I think anymore because nothing makes sense. And that is the transition point, regardless of where you hit it chronologically, that is the transition point from the season of commencement into the next season of life that I call the season of undoing.
1: Got it. It's, you know, what's interesting is um, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I think a guest is gonna be really interesting and it goes way above what I thought the interview would be. And that's this, man. I'm like, I'm sitting here going, I feel like I should talk at some point, but I, he's doing such a great job. Like, so I just want to, I want to give you that accolade to the audience too, because man, you, you, you got your stuff really dialed in and that's not what this, that's not what I thought our conversation would be about. And it's awesome that it's going this route. So I I, I love it. Just, I just want to just interject that real quick. I absolutely love where this is going. So keep rolling with it. I I'll, I'm going to just let you, let you roll with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's fine. So, you know, I, I went from, um, through my twenties, this new season called. So the new season is called the season of undoing. So, you know, I went through my twenties kind of with this dual belief about my life. You know, I, I, I was in the professional realm, but I was also in the spiritual realm and I was, you know, I had always kind of felt a, a calling to ministry and pastoral ministry and things what, like that. What were you doing? And finally, I pulled. What were you
1: doing back then?
0: So, uh, yep. professionally, I was working. um I was in retail management right out of high school, and I started college to be a high school history teacher. And then I had ambitions beyond that, which none of them happened. So uh, retail management, and then I moved into the newspaper industry in 1995 when I was in my mid twenties. So, but I had also been feeling the stirring in me, you know, to be involved in pastoral ministry and things like this. And so I finally did that in my late twenties. I, you know, I went to Bible college and I got this education and, and I became ordained with an organization and I started a new church and I pastored the new church and it was during pastoring that church that I entered my season of undoing because all through my 20s, the spiritual or this experiential cognitive dissonance was just messing with my head. And then I get into this role of the spiritual leadership role, and then I'm I'm, I'm messed up even more because now my spiritual beliefs are beginning to, to to change. And I'm standing up in front of this congregation every Sunday expected to talk about things that i'm now talking about that i'm not even sure if i believe myself anymore i mean what an awkward position so my season of undoing hit me pretty hard um when i was about 34 years old and i resigned from the from the pastoral ministry i went back into the newspaper industry and um I spent the next several years just confused as hell not knowing I completely lost my self-identity and my sense of purpose in
1: what's up guys I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode I just need one minute to share with you all the new and exciting amazing stuff we've got created here at mental purpose first of all thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the movement we're creating for all the men in the world Next, you've got to check out our new website, menonpurpose.net, where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including links to our podcast and the free Men On Purpose community. You're also going to find our new free purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook and links to all of our new coaching programs and products. Look, I've had so many of you ask me where to get started with your personal growth journey or where you can go to level up. So I put this thing together, this free ebook and mini course, and we're going to be talking about and coaching you through a really light version of our purpose-driven formula, which is our foundational formula. And for those of you who are already now, we got you. Listen up, whether it's becoming the best husband, being the best dad, quitting that job that doesn't serve you. just understanding how to put you first. We've got what you need to align with your authentic self and find that true fulfillment and live a life with no regrets. Look, we're helping men with structure, support, and sustainability. That's what you've asked for, and that's what we deliver. As we lead you through proven and tested curriculum that focuses on formulas to help you get farther faster. So make sure you go to menonpurpose.net. Click the button to download our free, powerful, purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our amazing products designed to help you find your purpose, stop self-sabotage, and dial in your mindset, skills, and habits to evolve into the best version of you. Why? Because we want you to live and have the best life possible. No regrets. to press. So mentalpurpose.net, let's get back to the episode. For the people listening, there's going to be this wheel turning in their brain wherever they're listening and they're going, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm in that position. What, why didn't you leave? Cause I want to call that to attention to some of the audience members. Why weren't you feeling empowered or worth it? Or why didn't you leave? Why didn't you say, fuck this? I'm out. Like you hear, you see these Instagram stories and these Instagram posts are like one day I couldn't take enough. I was 27 years old. I went out on my own. My parents kicked me out of the house that night. And man, that is when I, decided I'm going to become a millionaire. And then zoop, like, why don't why didn't you do that? Why didn't I do that? Why aren't people doing that?
0: Yeah, because I, because you know, it was during this season of commencement and, and all this experiential cognitive dis- dissonance that I, by the time I got to my season of undoing, I didn't even know what to believe or think of mm-hmm. anymore. And the, and the best things that I believed about my life and, and about who I was I wasn't sure if I could believe those anymore. Am I really a good person or am I a piece of shit? Um, You you know, I, when you lose your entire sense of identity and your, and your entire sense of purpose and belonging in the world, you don't know what the hell to do. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go out and make a million dollars. Screw all this. I'm going to go make a million. Well, how I'm no, I'm not good at anything. I haven't been good at anything. Uh, I suck at everything. So I'm just going to go back and do the one thing that I know how to do. And that's manipulate a bunch of bullshit spreadsheets from day to day in the media industry and get a paycheck for it. You know, I was paid pretty decent. So, so that's what I did. And it's in your season of undoing when your entire worldview just implodes Mm -hmm. things that you used to believe firmly, you don't really believe anymore things that you rejected before now you begin to think well maybe that's real maybe that's right maybe that's true and it's in this season of undoing where and this is where you you i mean people refer to it as their midlife crisis or i have to go find oh, myself yeah. or yeah and this is where people you see tend to change their political views for instance maybe they grew up with this conservative mindset and now they're like fuck maybe the liberals are right or or, or the other way around whichever way you go or and your spiritual beliefs begin to change and and just it's, it, it, it's, it's, I, there's a word that describes the state of being in the season of undoing. It's called liminality. So the word liminality means this
1: I can, I can spell I liminality
0: L I M I N A L I T Y. I think I, I got that. Okay. Yeah. So liminality is a word that describes, um, everything that you, everything that is familiar is gone and it is not yet replaced with anything. And you're kind of in this in-between place. You, you, you no longer fully believe and understand and, uh, you know, everything that you used to, but nothing's replaced it yet. So you're just like alone in a boat, out in the middle of the ocean, just being carried around by whichever direction yeah. the breeze tends to blow. And this is what it's like to be in this season of undoing. And, um, so my season of undoing was, uh, was long. I mean, it, it started when I was like 34 oh, wow. and, um, I think I was in that season of life really up until, About five years ago and I'm 54 now. So almost 20 years I spent in this horrible,
1: so brutal. Everything familiar, everything familiar is gone. And you're just in this, this, uh, middle ground waiting for this new thing to come in. It hasn't been replaced yet. How do you sit in that for 20 years? Some people don't. Some people check. I know, out. and and that's what I'm saying. But how did you sit in there for 20 years? And 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 what I want to get at is, where's the? Which, by the way, we heard it wasn't instilled in you. There's not a, a town of 300 isn't 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 making isn't making sure that their that their youth are are really self confident and you know self aware. So, how does it take that long, 20 years or more? For you to, because, because remember the guy that I know of you and I've only known you for like a year and a half or two years, that guy I know as a guy who is self-advocating and kind and like helpful and, and all these different things. Why did you not think that you were valuable enough or worth it for 20 years plus maybe 35 years at that point? Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a good question. I mean, um, Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a clear answer for why I stayed in that. Uh, It's just, I got into this cycle and um, there's a whole other conversation we can have on a whole other concept that I talk about. And that's living within the circle of darkness and the circle of light is a whole other concept. And I was stuck in this circle of darkness for all of these years. And let me just briefly describe what that circle looks like. So we all live in the tension between two circles. One is a circle of light. One is a circle of darkness, but what happens in those circles is the same. So here's what the circle looks like. Everything in our life begins with a thought. That thought then becomes a decision that decision then results in an action that action then brings about consequences those consequences then reinforce a belief system and that belief system informs our thoughts and the cycle just keeps going around in a circle okay so when you are in a circle of darkness where your dark thoughts lead you to wrong decisions which result in destructive actions which result in horrifying consequences mm-hmm. which reinforce in you a very dark view of the world a very dark belief that then just it just keeps you yeah. in this and the opposite of that is is the circle of light and um there's really four impulses that kind of keep this circle moving and when you're in the circle of darkness those four impulses are hate um um love, uh, hate and despair and confusion and I, my mind's going blank there's four impulses that kind of yeah, keep yeah. us going in this circle of darkness
1: you'll, you'll think you'll think um, about it we'll, we'll we'll circle back yeah, yeah i will I'll, I'll think about it
0: but but anyway so to to, to to kind of get to your to your answer here i just was stuck in the circle of darkness and could not figure out how to navigate over into the circle of light so you know and it you and I were just talking before we pushed the record button here how it's already August the 12th, 2022, and this year it's, it's just gone. So you, we all know how fast a day can turn into a week and then a month and then a year. And before you know it, you, you wake up one morning and you're like, holy life. shit, I've spent 30 freaking years yeah. of my life in this season of undoing and and, and just misery. Right. So. You know
1: what's interesting is I like, your, I like the, um, the analogy you gave – And there's something that I use that I heard a long time ago called PT far programming leads to thoughts, uh, leads to feelings, leads to actions, leads to results. And that's that vicious cycle that you're talking about. And it's interesting because, uh, life looks so far out Yeah, when you look back, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day, like we, I graduated college 20 years ago. And I graduated high school uh, longer than that ago, 20, I don't know what it is, 22. So college is, is 18 years ago, uh, high school 22 years ago. And it's like, oh, my God, that much time has gone by. And then I, I, I in, yeah. in, in, instead of getting in that cycle, I go, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a lot that's happened there, a lot of great stuff to children, marriage, Businesses, cool. Okay, so just keep it compartmentalized. It's not just twenty years just went by and you just sat. You were watching Oprah every day. It's it's everything's cool. But that's how I break that. My mind wants to go into that cycle of darkness. It's like a circle of darkness. It it wants to say, "Did you really do everything you wanted to do in that twenty years?" And I answer and go, "No, I Mm -hmm. I haven't." And I still have whatever amount of life is remaining from like I still have that. Yet I think about it and I go, "Okay." If there are regrets that I have, I must make choices that are different. I must break that habit. That's that cycle. So it's just, it's interesting to me how people stay in that cycle for so long and, and, and they know that they're in it, but it's just so hard to break. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got these two, these two
0: parallel cycles and I remember the four impulses. Um, So when you're, when you're living in the circle of light, You've still got the the thought and the decision and the action and the consequences and the beliefs right. and and all this, but it's all it's healthy and it's good, and the four impulses moving you through the circle of light are faith, hope, love, and purpose. Okay, and when you're stuck over here on the dark side, it is fear, despair, hatred, and confusion. Those are the four things that just keep you trapped in this circle, and. We all experience both circles in our life. And the secret here is learning how to crisscross between the two. Um, When we're in the circle of light, there are going to be forces trying to drag us into the circle of darkness. When we're in the circle of darkness, it's tough to escape, but there's going to be moments of light that are pulling us back to the other side and reminding us of faith and hope and love and purpose and mm-hmm. all of these things. So so yeah, the the better part of my middle age years was spent in this circle of darkness, and then it all came crashing down in 2020. Um, and I took a look around, and and I was so alone. Um, all of my friends were gone. You know, my my father had died, my mother was ill. I had no friendships, I had no connections. I was I was alone. Why, why is and... that?
1: Why, why no friendships? Why no connections? Again, very different guy that I know today, right? Like super, yeah. That's like two years, exactly. Ago. It, yeah, because well, a couple a
0: couple things here. Um, one, I moved a lot. I moved right. around the country a lot because of my my work. I've moved like thirteen times in thirty oh, yeah. years or something like that. So I had loose friendships in different places around the country. But when you leave those people, you know, those friendships tend to deteriorate if you don't care for them. So friendships, um, I had hurt people. You know, I had hurt friends, and I have to- I had torn apart relationships just because of the darkness going on in my life. Um, so yeah, it was just a very, very dark time in 2020. And I just sat in that and barely survived it. And then I had this, um, you know, this, this kind of a spiritual, emotional awakening in 2021, where the, all of these concepts came together and I went through a process of, you know, I got to the point where I, where I, I knew that if I don't, if I don't get out of this, I'm not going to yeah. live much longer. You know, yeah. I am yeah. going to check
1: out. Did you um, ever think about that by the way? Like, was there, so, did you, I mean, I, I'm sure the answer is yes. But Was there ever that process that you were like, I think it's probably time that I do check out and start, and you started actually thinking mm-hmm. about yeah. how you could check yourself out. That's, that's absolutely. Dark, Plans, yeah, dark.
0: everything, hmm. everything, everything. That's how close wow. I came to the brink. Um, And, you know, it all, my breaking point was, uh, being stuck on the side of I-75 in Detroit. Um, 10 below zero, a totaled vehicle, um, with nobody to call to help me and, um, and a dying cell phone battery that I couldn't even call an Uber, you know? So that was a dark moment where I, I finally just shook my fist at God. And I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm absolutely
1: done. I'm going to go home. I'm going to drink and I'm probably not going to see tomorrow. So just two years ago, that's the part that fathoms me. Like I can understand if you yeah. were like, yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. man, I made a really yeah. big turn that it, it, it blows my mind because oh, I, I knew, I knew of you in 2020. You know what I mean? Like that's when, that's when my, uh, intro to the car share world came in. Like, cause my son was born and COVID hit. And my wife's like, Hey, if you're going to work from home at the end of 2019, you got cars sitting out there, like do something, sell those things. and, and, yeah. It's just very interesting how it's only been two years, but the point is that it doesn't take decades to turn the ship. It takes one moment, it doesn't, and a choice, and a repeated choice, and a repeated choice that build a habit, right? And we reverse that cycle from dark to light, and that's what you're saying. It doesn't take long.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so I had this moment where. Um, and I can't really explain it in terms that we can cognitively uh, process. It was really on a deep spiritual level for me, to be quite honest. And um, so I had this moment of, I need to figure out who I really am. And so I started kind of going through this process. And that's when this whole concept of the seasons of life you know, came about. And I started to remember the, the, the true things about myself from my childhood from my high school years. And I was taken back to a couple specific memories, okay? And and this is what ushered me out of or lifted me out of the season of undoing and helped me begin what I call the season of revision. Season of revision. So as I'm going through this little process in the beginning of 2021, I went back to two specific memories. Um, The first memory was a high school memory when I was in high school, everybody was always coming up to me and asking my advice on things. How should I handle this? What should I do with this? What are your thoughts about this? I don't know why. I'm just an average kid from a town of 600. I don't know why. Why are you asking me? I don't know. Um, but I remember one, and this is a silly. This is a silly example, but this is what this is. This is the one that stuck in my brain. It's lunchtime. I'm in high school. I think it's maybe my junior year. I'm sitting in the gym. And my girlfriend comes in and sits down beside me and she's crying. And I, I said, why are you crying? What's wrong? And she said, well, I think I just lost my best friend. <laughs> she had had a fight with her friend, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah. typical teenage drama bullshit. So, so I suddenly went into this counseling coaching mode with her and I started talking with her and we saw her friend across the gym. And and I motioned for her friend. I said, you know, come, come over here. And her friend walked over and I said, come sit down with us. And I coached them through this conversation of reconciliation. And they hugged each other and they were best friends again. <laughs> so it was a silly little high school drama, but that is a moment that stuck in my head and reminded me the person I am is the person that helps people and helps people think through things and helps people to understand things. And that was one example of that. There are other uh, multiple examples that I can think of and
1: um, that started to kind of rebuild that understanding of who I I really am. Were those blocked or you just never thought about those or had you thought about those before? Because I was talking to somebody literally yesterday and I said, go back through your life. There have got to be times that you know you were dialed in on that right path, felt good, felt passionate, compassion, whatever it might be. Did you see those and feel those before, or were you just blind to them at all, like the whole time?
0: Well, I had kind of known this about myself through a a lot of my early adult years, but it had just gotten buried under the traumas of life and the disappointments of life and all of that, and just kind of got shut down. And then I, then I just stopped believing about that, about myself, you know? So, and then there was another memory that, that sparked in my mind and it was 2006, I was on a vacation in Orlando sitting uh, at a resort, sitting by a pool and um, music was playing. And in my mind, all of a sudden started playing this very clear vision of me earning my living and and as a profession, helping people and traveling around the country, you know, speaking to people, teaching people, coaching people. That yeah. made my heart race, and and at, and at these various moments throughout my life, I would have a glimpse of that. I'm like, oh, that would be so wonderful, but then I would have this limiting belief and this this imposter syndrome, and I think, well, who the hell am I to? I, I can't do that. And I'll just go sure. back to my spreadsheets at my newspaper job. So, so, but in 2021, I started reacquainting myself with myself. I started getting to know myself again. And as this darkness started lifting, um, I I began to learn a couple principles here about navigating these circles of darkness and light, two things that I call um, arresting and embracing. And that's how you move between the two circles. Um, When you're in the circle of darkness, you have to learn the practice of arresting the things and bringing under control the things that are keeping you in that circle of darkness. And when you're over in the circle of light, you have to learn the practice of embracing the beauty and 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 all of the you know the good things in life so i started intentionally practicing this and i found myself more and more days out of the week more and more days out of the month being in this place of light and beauty and belief and strength and focus and all of this began shifting in me and then this is where turo kind of comes into the picture because turo was instrumental in, in me moving fully into this season of revision. Um, it was in this early summer of 2021 when we were experiencing this massive rental car shortage all across the country. Nobody could find rental cars. Um, people were flooding into the Turo platform because they saw the money opportunities and all of this. And all these new folks were flooding onto the platform trying to build these businesses. And they were getting this horrible information, this horrible guidance, these wrong... Stuff that would have gotten them in trouble would have really hurt them. So that's when this part of this teacher part of me and this coach part of me and this helper part of me kind of came to life. And I said, you know what? I see all these people who really want to do this. Yeah. but They're getting really shitty information. I'm just going to put together a weekly Zoom. I'm like, I'm just going to do it for free. And I'll spend an hour with these people every week and, and try to help them. You see, before this shift, everything in my mind was about money. How can I make money? How can I make the most money? And if I'm going to be a coach or a teacher or something, I got to figure out the money behind it. I got to figure out the revenue streams and the, and all this stuff. And I was totally missing the point that this is all about people. Screw the money. When you start with people and helping people change their lives and become the truest and best version of themselves, the money's going to take care of itself. So that's when I started just doing this coaching for free and, People were filling up yeah. my Zooms on Wednesday night, and then I thought, well, I wonder if I can get twenty five bucks ahead. If I, you know, so I started charging twenty five bucks ahead, and people were filling it up. And then I thought, well, what could I add to it to get ninety nine bucks ahead? And people were throwing money at me, and then people were calling me up, Bill. I'll, I'll pay you to coach me. Please coach me on how to do this this Turo thing. I had a guy here in Detroit. He called. He he messaged me and he said, Bill, I want to start Turo. Everybody says you're the guy to turn to. Can I buy you lunch? And you just dump everything on me that I need to know. And it's like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go do this. So we had a great lunch. I taught him everything I knew. And about 60 days later, he sends me this message and he says, Bill, I just need you to know how significantly you changed my life and the quality of life for my family. Because we're now in a financial position we've not been able to get an into. I'm liquidating debt. I am we're just in a far better position. We're all happier. You changed my family's life. I broke down in tears when he sent me that message. I was like, I, I was, I was emotionally in a good way, you know? And that's when this whole thing came into life in me. I am here to help me or I'm to help other people. I am here to help whether I get paid for it or not. I'm here to make your life better if I can possibly do so. And that was the revision that I came into the season of revision. This is how I'm revising my life. Okay. I've, i am I've torn up the old book. Now I've got blank pages and here is what I'm writing on the next, on the, on these blank pages in the next chapters of my life. It is all about loving people and helping people and serving people and making their lives better. And in so doing, yeah, I'm going to come alive and my life's going to be better. So, in that season of revision, that's where we start flipping the script and we start writing our own script and we start drafting, you know, the, the, the plot for the rest of our life. So, and that's, that again is a process of self-exploration, of remembering the best parts about ourselves, rejecting the worst things that we believe about ourselves, embracing the light, arresting the darkness, Um, all of these things are happening in this season of revision and a really cool story starts to come together. And it's in that season of revision that we start to become the truest version of ourselves. And then we eventually move into this fifth season of life. And I call it the season of authenticity where we are truly living as the most authentic version of who we were put here to be. And it, in some ways, it's going to look a lot like our, it's going to look like our childhood because our purpose begin, our purpose reveals itself to us as a child. When you think about what were the games that I used to love to play? What were my hobbies? What were, what were the nicknames that the neighborhood kids gave me? Um, what did my teachers in school always say that I was really good at? These are all clues to who you really, really are and who you are supposed to be when you're 54 years old. And when I took the time to look back on that, I was like, oh my God, my favorite thing to do when I was a little kid was play teacher. And I would gather the kids together in this little class, fake classroom. And I would teach them stuff. Yeah. As a seven year old, you know, I'm teaching, you know, I'm teaching these kids stuff like, Oh my gosh, that makes sense. And I loved to write when I was a kid. And I used to record my own little uh, radio shows with my tape player and recording music off the, I was, I was creating content as a seven-year-old kid in the 1970s. And I was teaching people and the nickname that my, um, that my friends gave me was (laughs) little professor and and they meant it in a derogatory way, but uh, and my teachers would always, would always commend me on um and back then I was called Billy uh back then they would say Billy you're such a good speaker you're you're you do really good with writing stuff and and you're kind of the class clown you keep people engaged and so during this season of revision you got to really look back deep into your childhood yeah. uncover those clues again yeah. that all the bullshit yeah. of adult life covered up you start uncovering them and you begin to understand my god this is who I really am and I love what I'm discovering And then in your season of authenticity is your last 20, 30, 40 years of life where you really are living as the truest, purest, most authentic version. of You know, what's
1: interesting is did something happen in your life that was like really impactful and major that turned? Cause I, I I don't know if I heard that yet because it's almost like just after high school and that, that formation season it just formed that way and then that just is how it went until 53 52 years old was there like a major major thing that happened like some people say oh well my you know my my uh you know brother was killed in a car accident or or i i I watched our house burn down or like something major that shifted psychologically traumatized majorly or was it just that age of four or that season of formation that, that programmed?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, you know, a couple of years earlier, my father had died. I'd watched him die a brutal death of cancer, um, in 2017. Um, you know, in 2019, I retired from the media industry to start building my own businesses. And that's, you know, I started Turo and then in August of 2019, oh, right. I bought a travel agency and um my whole goal with the travel agency was combining travel and coaching okay i want to yes i'm going to book travel for other people but what i'm really going to be focused on focusing on is creating life-changing events yeah. for people in beautiful places okay we're going to combine coaching with a seven-day cruise of the caribbean or or at a luxury villa in belize or something like that because there's. You know, travel is one of the life cha- most life-changing experiences someone can have, and combining coaching and travel was my dream. It was it was the, the dream that was coming alive in me. And six months after I bought my travel agency and things were starting to get going, well, we all know oh, what happened right, in February right, right. Yeah, of yeah. 2020. COVID. So all my freaking everything that I had worked so hard for, and I was finally starting to feel I was moving to in the direction of my purpose. I'll be damned if if something completely out of my control just came yeah. in and yeah. obliterated it damn man. just shot it to hell and you know that was you know when you're 52 years old and you're finally beginning to kind of get a glimpse of, of what yeah. you really want to do with your life after so many years of oh my god I just I just I imploded um when that happened and you know, and my mother was, was at this point, she was uh, stricken with cancer and I couldn't see my mom for two years because of COVID and her compromised immune system. So I was, I was isolated from my family. I was, we were all isolated in society, you know, because of all the lockdowns and all of this. And
1: so all of this stuff just compounded and it was crazy. more than I could take I mean, and like, realistic for the, for like, it's so, it's so yeah. common to hear that story with people throughout through 2020. I mean, and it was, you know, it was also, there was blessings in there and there was all kinds of good stuff in there. And there was also some not good stuff in there. You know, what's interesting is like, I feel like I'm in that, in that season of authenticity where I've been kind of struggling with some things like, man, why did I waste so much time working for my dad when I knew that wasn't for me? And the answer is because you were insecure and seeking your dad's love, you know, and I just wanted to be near my dad. I love my dad. I just wanted to be near him. Uh, still to this day, I don't call him every day. Like, I just want to hear him and talk to him and because um, he's, he's, he's been the, the most unconditional person with his love and his affection. And like, he's been the most unconditional in my life. And then he goes, all right, well, well, then you jumped into real estate. Why'd you do that? You knew that shit wasn't for you. It was all about the money. I'm like, yeah, well I need to prove to myself that I could make money and money was my identity and money made me feel special. And I approved of and all that shit. And it's like, fuck man, why are you still making some of this, some of these bonehead mistakes and you're almost 40 years old. Like, we should be so much farther, and and that's the shit that goes on in my brain. Oh, look at your friends from here, and look at that guy. He, like you, you kind of said it. There, there are some guys. I was talking to somebody about Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates, and you're like, how the hell do they just know? They, like, like in college, and then all of a sudden, it just took off. And yeah, sure, they had their ups and downs, but yeah, it just took off. Elon Musk, that kind of thing. Michael Dell, you know, it just. That, that stuff blows my mind. And the answer is because our process of our lives and the seasons of our lives are all ours, not anybody else's. And so when you compare, yeah. it, is, it is a death sentence because there, nobody else's life is your life. Nobody else's path is your path. And so that's why I go in, like I was talking about earlier, I go into that automatic mode where I go, hang on, hang on, hang on. A lot of great stuff is happening there. Learned a lot of lessons. And today, the guy you are today and the coach you are and the leader and the father and the husband is because of all that shit that happened because you didn't choose to get buried. You chose to rise, can keep rising. And that is really challenging yeah. sometimes, really challenging. But I, I, as you go through these, I, I really feel like my, I'll be 40 in December. And actually, funny enough, I reached out to you because I, my wife said, what do you want to do for your 40th birthday? And I think the old version of me was like, I want to fucking party. I want to go crazy. I want to have I want to <laughs> have the IV people on call every morning in my Vegas suite. And I want to have crazy shit going on. And I want to drop cash and go clubbing. And my, yeah. my, my introverted brain was like, you don't want to do that. And you're not going to want to do that that day. You don't want to do it ever. And then I kind of put that away because I've been so focused on the mental purpose world. And then I said, my, my wife, like a couple weeks ago, said to me, what do you want to do for your 40th? Do you need me to, you want me to plan anything? And I said, do do, do you want, we live in LA. You want me to rent you a McLaren or something on Turo. You want me to just deliver it to the house and like, you can go crazy. And I said, no, no, that doesn't interest me anymore. And it sucks that it doesn't, but it just doesn't in my, in my, in my season of authenticity, the real me wants to have an experience with someone that I'll never, ever regret it, which is my daughter. Right. And so it's yeah. just strange how these seasons happen. And then I look back and I go, whoa, hang on, man. Even last year, before I moved to LA, we were talking about my 40th next year. We're gonna go crazy. And maybe we'll go to Mexico or maybe we'll go to Greece and rent a yacht. None of that shit. Like I actually we're gonna go, my my wife, my daughter and I, just the two of us, for her seventh birthday and my 40th, we're gonna go on a trip that has our experiences and our moments and memories, right? We call them MMEs in our family, MMEs, moments, memories, and experiences. And I'm going to also show my daughter as the authentic me, how to give back to people and how to serve in Thailand. It's good. Like people who know real poverty, not bullshit. American poverty, like real fucking poverty. Like I'm living on a dollar a month, you know, not panhandling and making a hundred bucks a week or whatever, like real poverty. And I think that mark that's made on that 40th year, you know, or whatever, is is that is that real kickoff to to this this authentic? Finally, it took 40 years to dial me in. So, like, dude, your your system here, bro. I wish I would have known this shit earlier. Like, I've always thought you're such a nice guy. I'm like, I think I should have him on, dude. If I would have known that you had this, so it's so dialed in. I it is rare that I sit on these episodes as a, as a complete student, I'm learning something from every episode. Don't get me wrong. Mm. What on this episode, I, I sat here because you have your shit together and are so clear and concise. I think it's one of the most powerful episodes that I've done in a very long time. And I really appreciate you being so like clear and authentic and, I knew you were going to tell a cool story in some capacity. I mean, I just didn't know what it was. Now I really wish we would have run this live in the group, but it's okay. It's all right. I, I'm, I'm, I am like just solid. I'm You're solidly there, impressed. Like yeah, I'm really yeah. impressed by your story and and the way that you have organized it up and so incredibly grateful because I know how much people are going to get out of this and they're not going to feel alone. Finally, and they're going to. Realize that at 30 years old, they get to not have to go the another 22 years. You know, like you have changed lives today on this episode. Like, mark my words, I've done hundreds of episodes of podcasts. You have made some. You have Mm -hmm. made some people shift from dark to light today. I just, I'm just super grateful for that. that's yeah.
0: that's an honor to hear you say that thank you it really does mean a lot to me um and i'm i'm impressed that you know at the age of 40 that you've you've arrived in your season of authenticity at the age of 40 yeah. to be to be quite frank i'm 54 yeah. and i'm still in my season of revision i'm 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 still writing pages i'm still um You know, one of the limiting beliefs that was holding me back was I always wanted to have a, I always wanted to coach and I always wanted to teach and I always wanted to do all this stuff, but I always believed that I don't know how, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be this. And the whole car share Academy thing was a real gift to me because in the absence of everything else in this deep, dark void that I was living in, I had plenty of time and plenty of space to create, to learn and to create and see what works and see what doesn't work. And in my very first year as a coach with the car share Academy, it was a six figure year. And I was like, and by the time I got like seven or eight months into it, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to make six figures with okay. this coaching practice that I created out of the yeah. air, just trying to help people for free. That was my aha moment that if I can build a coaching practice like this for Turo, I can build, yeah. I can, I can live, I can live my dream. Yeah. I can do it. I can do this now. I just proved I can do right. it. So fuck the limiting belief. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I just proved it wrong. you know. So, so that's when I thought, okay, now I need to take this to the next step. And I enrolled in the Tony Robbins coaching uh, uh, certification process and becoming a, a strategic intervention coach with the Tony Robbins organization. And now the vision is coming together to, again, begin putting together the travel and coaching, everything that COVID destroyed. Is now coming together and that is my season of authenticity i feel like i'm a few months away of where i'm fully yeah. living that but i am right on the cusp of this you know based on your
1: definitions today being humble. and I, I, there there's no doubt in my mind that you are in your season of authenticity no doubt yep what, what you describe in here <laughs> yeah. the dark to light I, I i'm i'm like my my wheels are turning as a orchestrator and facilitator, my wheels are really turning. And I'm like, wow, I think we've known each other for, let's say two years. And now all of a sudden, when I thought about traveling to Thailand, I thought about you, right? It wasn't Turo, it was travel. And, uh, and it was like, I think he's in the travel business. I don't know why. I just think he, I really think he is in the travel business. And, uh, and so I remember like a picture of you, like hugging a wall or something. It's just like travel or something on it, like name of your company on your Facebook page from like a while ago. Um, and, and so I, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see where you aren't in your, like in your purpose, in your path, in your Mission. I mean, one of the biggest things that we do in the mental purpose world is help people get onto their path, figure out their mission, their vision for their life, who they need to become, and then give them all the support to become that person and actually live that authentic, fulfilling, regret-free life. And that is my authentic, which by the way, for years, I I was a secret coach. I was only referral-based because I was terrified that with this business that I love, if people reject it. And they go, oh, you're a loser, you're a fake, you're a fraud. That I'd be crushed and I wouldn't know what to do in my life or what my life was about because I always thought that coaching, just like you, was my path, was my calling. I just didn't have the vehicle. Then the mental purpose vehicle came to me, like, was delivered to me. And I spent the last two and a half years, like, understanding myself on this journey because if you look at the shit that I wrote when I bought men on purpose, the name in March of 2020, I wrote the vision mission. I wrote everything out for all the different aspects, the podcast, the coaching. And a lot of it is the same shit that I'm using now. Literally. It was me that actually had to grow into the person that could run this organization that can lead this movement. And so it's not about, Finding what you love, it's really about becoming the person that can operate the machine at the highest level, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I do agree. Yeah, you're right. And no,
0: good. you know, I left out, and I know we're getting close on our time here, but I left yeah, please. I left out a, a really important part about this transition from season to season. Um, you know, the way I presented it is it seems kind of precise and cut and dry, and it really isn't that way. Um, the seasons of life really kind of function the same way that the seasons of nature do. The seasons approach one another, they intermingle, they dance together briefly, and then they go their separate ways. So here's what I mean by that. Um, Where I live in Michigan, um, the calendar says that on March the 21st, winter is supposed to end and spring is supposed to begin. Now the reality that we understand is that you could have sunny and right. 70 degree days in February and you can have a foot of snow in April okay so though there is this this artificial time that everything is supposed to change it just it doesn't happen that way the seasons approach they intermingle they dance together and then winter goes away and spring yeah. happens and then the, It does the same thing in summer and all four seasons. And it's the same way in these seasons of life where as you're in this transition period from the season of undoing to the season of revision, you're going to see both happening. You're going to have echoes of the season of undoing still haunting you and and maybe happening from time to time, but you're also going to be start seeing clarity and, and how to write the next pages. And these things are for a period of time kind of happening simultaneously and then eventually the season of undoing fades as, as a memory and the season of revision becomes more clear. So all of the seasons are that way. They don't transition nicely and neatly. Yeah, I
1: wish they did. Uh, and you know, you know what? Know. Like um we had some things we had some things happen. Like we're recording this in the mid mid-August. And it at the end of May, the universe was like, Hey, things are gonna get really great. In just a little bit and before that i'm gonna make sure you fucking earned it and i'm like what and man we my, my wife and i got hit with covid at the end of may that jacked up my my uh intestinal system and i've got i don't want to say i've got i like to say that the doctors have said that there is crohn's that lives in my body somewhere and in my intestine and it went fucking okay. south the worst i've ever experienced then i had to go on a liquid diet then I I I changed a bunch of stuff around in the mental purpose world and some partnerships. And I moved and I started revamping the whole curriculum. And meanwhile, I'm on a liquid diet. I lost 25 pounds. Like, and my wife and I are like this, wow. right? Because she's going through her dark to light. I'm going through a dark to light. And, and it's like, oh, and by the way, a bunch of loans that you thought were due in two years, they're getting called now. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Let me just get all those paid off and, and be changing all this shit in my company. And, and the answer is like, my wife was like, what the fuck are we going to do? And I said, we're just going to work through this shit. Like, it's not anything that we haven't been through. We're okay. We know way more today than we did five or 10 years ago. And if we go, oh, fuck, man, these are like similar things that 10 years ago and 10, oh my God, 10 years. But I, we know way more about ourselves, about process of life, about business about managing cash flow, about lead generation, all that shit. And I said to her, she started crying one day and I said, look, I, I wish I had something really like witty to tell you or like, like I wish I can make you feel good. And I, I, I can't, you trust me, you know, I'll get us through this and I need your help too. Mm-hmm. But just understand that the universe wants to make sure that our book chapters are really fucking interesting. Because if, if it was like smooth, the smooth, the smooth, the smooth, the smooth, it would not make for an interesting book. And she was like, you know what? I get that because the day before someone called me and said, Hey dude, um, if I put up the money for publishing, would you write a book in the next six months? And I said, yes. And the next day all this shit went down. And I said to her, it wouldn't make for a good book if this shit wasn't, if, 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 if as a men's movement leader, someone who helps men find their purpose and get on their path and find true authenticity and fulfilling life and like become a better man and husband and father. If I didn't go through the shit, what kind of leader would I be? So this is great. Bring it on. And it's like, who will you become as the stuff presses down on you? How will you change? Like I I was talking to someone today about a coaching client. Yeah. You got to take the pressure from pressing down and forward to pushing behind and up you have to reverse the pressure. The pressure is still going to stay. You just have to reverse yeah. the pressure. And so I, I, I love what you're doing here. I absolutely love it. I, I I'm being honest with you. Like, thank you does not express the gratitude that I felt on this call. And I'm not bullshitting you. And people know, like I'm a very direct guy. I would tell you, like I would stop the recording and go, Hey man, this shit didn't work. <laughs> Let's why don't you get, get your stuff together and come on back. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honest with you, man. I, Right, I right. really appreciated this, really appreciated you and the, the level of clarity and, and concise, decisive organization, all that stuff. The, the, the way you presented that today, like it was a class for me and, and I'm supposed to be <laughs> running this thing. You did such a great job and I know people got a lot out of it. Like I'm right. so grateful. Yep.
0: Well, thank you, and it, you know it's a, it's an honor for me to be here. And I think if, I would just want to close by saying this, and I want to speak directly to the people, to the men who are listening to this. And you are in your season of undoing, and you're scared as hell, and life is dark, and you're not sleeping. And you're probably drinking more than you should. You might be popping some pills that you shouldn't be popping. You might be sleeping with some people that you're not supposed to be sleeping with all trying to medicate the bullshit that you're going through and trying to figure out right now. And you might even have a loaded pistol in your nightstand and think about it every single day and wonder if it's time to pull the trigger. I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me loud and clear this season of undoing that you are in right now. Every human being who has ever lived goes through this at some point and it is horrible. It is difficult. It is frightening. It is scary, but it is absolutely necessary. Hear that it is absolutely necessary because you cannot become the truest, most authentic version of yourself until you shed some of the false things that were the false things that were attached to you when you were growing up. You got to shed those, you know, there's stuff that you got to stop believing. There's stuff that you didn't believe then that you got to start believing. There's things that you believed about yourself that other people told you about yourself that you got to fucking forget. Okay. And then there's other people who said things about you and attached labels to you that were correct and that you've lost sight of, and you need to re-embrace those things. You're in the most, if you're in the Susan of undoing right now, you are in the most important pivotal moment of your life and you are shedding the bullshit and you are being prepared for the season of revision where you get to write the best damn chapters you've ever had the opportunity to write. And you begin to start living the life that God put you on this planet to live. And you're going to touch lives and you're going to change lives and you're going to make people's lives better. You're going to wake up every morning thinking, Oh, thank God I get to do this again. And I get to do it again tomorrow. And I hope I live to be 137 years old so that I can do this every damn day because this is what I was put here to do that's what you need to hear right now in your season of undoing. Okay. Stop doing all the destructive bullshit. Just stop it. It's not helping you. It's keeping you in. It's keeping you in the season of undoing. I need you to fall back in love with yourself. I need you to learn about yourself again. Then I need you to start thinking about these amazing chapters that you're going to be able to write on the other side of this. And that's where I'll finish.
1: Well, I'm going to cut that as the intro and, uh, where can people find you? I mean, what's, what's the website? I mean, I know CarShare Academy, where, where can people find you?
0: Yeah. So I don't have, um, the name of the coaching practice that I'm forming is called illumine as in illuminate, illumine life and work formation. Uh, I don't have cool. the website up yet, so I'm just going to give you my email address. Okay. That's the best way to reach me right now. It's Bill Huffine, B I L L. H U F F H I N E at Outlook.com. And if you want to have a conversation, uh Sweet. you just love it. Send me an email and I'm there.
1: All right, my friend. Thank you again for being here. This, is, this has this been fantastic. And I think I'm just gonna tell the audience right now, I'm gonna put this into yeah, it's the universe. You and I are going to build something together. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna call you right after this and I'm gonna tell you all the ideas that have been popping up yeah. in my mind that I've been writing notes on about how we can we can serve each other <laughs> to serve the men of this world and really help out where our most authentic path is. So cool. All right. That's that's that. We, we could talk for hours. Thank you for being here, audience. All right, my friend. Um don't sit on this one. Reach out to me, reach out to Bill, like get 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 into action after this after this episode. Get into some kind of action. We've got MOP masterminds going on. We've got retreats coming up yeah. in a couple months. We've got coaching. We've got literally every single thing you need to get your life pivoted. Just fuck, Just take action. That's all you want. All right? Catch you on the next one.